Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of the All Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Juan Rodriguez, JR, good old JR. Uh, whatever you guys want to call me, it is all the same to me. Again, I want to thank everybody for their amazing support for this show, for the amazing messages and everything. It has been very supportive. It's been very helpful. And it's very heartwarming knowing that you guys are out there supporting the show. So I can't thank you guys enough. Also, being that it is Cinco de Mayo today, I um, want you guys to be a little careful. Go have fun. Enjoy yourselves, but don't get too uh, don't get too messed up. You know, uh, call a lift, call an Uber, uh, do whatever it is you gotta do to get home safely. If uh, you are a little intoxicated, please do not get behind the wheel. Because um, trust me, in the you know you never know what's gonna happen. Uh, it's so not drink and drive, and also you know um, it's gonna be more uh, painful for your family. Then it will for you if uh, something does happen. You know, just don't do it. Don't do the dumb thing. Do the right thing. It's better to spend 20 bucks for your ride than it is to spend either a big fine for uh, being pulled over or worse, death. And, you know, going to jail, you know, it's just better to spend the $40 tonight on your ride. And, you know, you'll be home safe and sound. So... Enjoy it, have fun, but be safe out there. Be safe about it, be smart about it, think about your family, and go have fun. So, let's get this show on the road. A lot of topics to talk about today, a lot to get down with, so let's just start off with some hockey. That's right, hockey. You didn't think you didn't think I knew that, but yep, got some hockey notes for you tonight. So everybody who's a big hockey nut, this segment's for you. So we got to rewind actually a couple days ago to May 3rd and uh, the Washington Capitals going up against the New York Rangers and uh, they're playing again today. I believe that game is almost over. I'm not sure, but let's go back to a couple days ago, Monday that just passed. Um, for the people that are you know new to hockey, don't follow hockey, I'm going to give you the time to look up this name. His name is Tom Wilson of the Washington Capitals. Uh, if you want. I'm going to continue on with the show, but you can pause here and you can go on YouTube and look for Tom Wilson, Dirty Hits, and this guy is the biggest jerk probably in the NHL. Uh, Look, nothing wrong with being an enforcer in the NHL, but there's the right way of doing these things. Yes, defense, big part of games, you know, doesn't matter the sport, defense has always been a big part. Tom Wilson is not a defender. He is not an enforcer. He is just uh, what's the what's the language? What's the word I want to use today? Uh, he's just an asshole. Tom Wilson's just a straight up asshole. Uh, you know he. It'd be one thing if he was a tough defensive player and he played the game right. However, he kind of just does not. Uh, so Monday, Tom Wilson, uh, kind of dragged down uh, Pavel Bugnovich from the ground. In a sense, well, they were both fell. Because, you know, when you're in that uh, blue line between the goalie and the blue line, it is a physical area. I mean, if you have no means of being physical, do not even get in there. Save it for the rest of the people. You know, 
Goalie save. Routine. No big deal. Move on. Well, not really. What then What then ended up being pursuing is the next moments that's really going to define the NHL season. So, Tom Wilson, uh, you know, was on top of uh, Pavel Buknovich, the uh, player for the New York Rangers, and Buknovich's face was on the ice, you know. And Tom Wilson decided, as uh, as gentleman as he could, to sucker punch the hell out of him. He sucker punched the heck out of him. And let me tell you something. It's one thing to get into a fight when both people are looking at you and you guys agree. But it is a different thing when the man is on the ice and you sucker punch him in the face. Then after that's all over, they pull you away. Tom Wilson, the same guy. Pull everybody. Everybody's fighting. Then Tom Wilson proceeds to body slam. Or Tammy Panera. Now, we're not talking about WWE style where Brock Lesnar, German, German suplexes, Goldberg does all that. No, none of that. <laughs> you know, we're just talking, you know, pull his hair, pull him all the way to the ground, and just, you know, just body slams him. Just, you know, throws him on the ice. And luckily, no concussions, but he did suffer a lower injury. So that was the whole big thing. And then he only got. About 10 minutes of penalty time. That was it. That was his punishment. Uh, next day, George Peros and the league decided, you know what, Tom? We're going to fine you $5,000. Now, for the people that do not know who George Peros is, George Peros is an enforcer. Now, this dude, uh, let's put it this way. He had more penalty minutes than goals. So, let's put it that way. Um, I think in his career, he's close to about 1100 1,200 penalty minutes, and I think only 20 goals. So, yeah, it kind of shows you what kind of player George Perros was. But he is the new head uh, man for player safety with the league. And he decided a $5,000 fine for Tom Wilson, who makes $4 million, was enough. That it was enough punishment for a man like him to get punished. Okay, let's move to today. Capitals Rangers playing again today. Same arena. The puck drops and everybody starts fighting. That's the first thing. Everybody just starts dropping gloves, dropping sticks, and they just start punching the hell out of each other. Because the tensions are there, the tensions are high, and it is what it is. Now, we all remember Paul Buknovich, the guy who got sucker punched by Tom Wilson. Well, he decided to get a little revenge today. Not on Tom Wilson, but another uh, Capitals player today. So... Um, he did a cross check and it was the right call. He did do a cross check on Anthony Amantha. Now, I can tell you that, and it's I can tell you that after that, they decided to give him a you know 10 minute penalty, game misconduct, he's out of the game, and you would think, oh, well, that's deserving. Well, let's get back to it. So, Anthony Amantha, he he met Paul, uh, Pavel Buknovich, and he did cross him against the board. Now, that was one thing. Now, I don't know how many of you guys are Dave Chappelle fans uh, from the early uh, shows of the Chappelle show. There was a skit called, When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong. Well, in this situation, Pavel Buknovich probably had enough of all he could take. First, he got sucker punched two days ago. Then, he had to miss the game. 
the next game, right away, gloves are flying. He's getting into a fight. So right away, this guy is not having it no more. Like, that's it. A man has so much limits. Now, Anthony Mantha has two options in this choice. Take the check. Walk away. Play another day. Or if he felt his pride was too much to keep it real. Well, he decided to keep it real by love tapping his stick behind Pavel uh, Buchnevich's legs, behind his legs, and then what proceeded to be one of the nastiest cross-checkings I've ever seen in NHL history. He got him good. And now Anthony Mantha is now in the hospital. Pavel Buchnevich got uh, ejected. And this is where it's going to get interesting now because George Perils and the league have a decision to make. Because... George Perils cannot get cannot give a higher fine or a suspension. It would shock me if he hands Paul Pavel a suspension after Tom Wilson just sucker punched the fuck out of him two days prior. If George Perils suspends Pavel. For the remainder of the season and a little bit of the beginning of next year. I would be so shocked. Because then it will send everybody. It would send the wrong message across the league. Well, you don't have an asshole like Tom Wilson. So if you want to if you want to fight Tom Wilson, get you an asshole like Tom Wilson. There it is. That's That would be the memo to the league. If I'm George Perros. And this is if I was just him. Find him. Maybe half or maybe a thousand. You can't suspend him because if you suspend him, then the NHL fans and everybody, the franchises, they're going to have an uproar. This is one of those situations where George Perils is now in a corner because he believed that Tom Wilson's fine was justifiable and punishable enough to go through with it. Now he has to make a decision. To Pavel Buchnevich. And it's going to be interesting to see that decision. So. Good luck George. You brought this on yourself. The suspension should have been handled. Immediately. You had to suspend Tom Wilson. But you only find him for five. Because being a, an enforcer. Well. I think Pavel has a good good uh, case. He didn't do anything. He was getting pushed to the limit, and he decided to finally take it out on somebody. So, last I checked, that was a good hockey hit. Something you should know about. But, George, good luck to you in trying to figure out what kind of punishment is justifiable for this type of action. It's going to be interesting, and it has to be the right one. Because should you suspend him, I do not know where the NHL is going to go from here. So, we'll see. Now let's get off one fine and let's go straight to another fine. A lot of people are losing money nowadays. Holy crap. So we got Kyrie Irving in the news today. He gets fined uh, $35,000 for refusal to talk to the media. Now, now, I get this. I get this a lot. There's going to be two sides of the line when people hear this headline. One is going to be 
well, he's a player. He has to talk to the media. He's getting paid millions and blah, blah, blah. Okay, fair point. The other line is, well, he doesn't have to do anything. You know, it's if he doesn't feel like it, you know, there should be something where there should be a compromise of maybe this and that. Understandable as well. I understand if you had a bad day in the office, would you want to talk to somebody every day after your day at work? And if you had a bad day, a microphone got into your face like, oh, explain your day to me. Well, how do you think my day went? So, as always, I'm going to play mediator. I'm going to play the middleman here. This kind of reminds me now because Kyrie Irving has been going through a lot lately. And I mean a lot from... Just just everything from family issues to, you know, his personal life to now. Do you, I understand I'm, I'm a podcaster and, you know, some people are going to be like, well, you're part of the media. Not really. I just speak out my opinions on a podcast. But let's say if I was, let's just say if I was part of the media, why would I talk to a man who, A, had no outcome of the game after they just lost. B, just got the note saying that he got fined $35,000. $35,000. Why would I talk to a man that has every right to be upset? Because this situation kind of reminds me of Marshawn Lynch a few years ago during the Super Bowl runs of Seattle. And I liked what Marshawn said. I... I didn't think he said anything wrong to the media. Now the media can say what they want. He's an asshole. He's a fucking criminal. He's this, that, you know, whatever. Don't get your panties in a wad. He just don't doesn't want to talk to you assholes. That's it. My thing is this. I love what Marshawn said. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Perfect. I think every athlete should have the chance to say that. I really do. I really think Marshawn Lynch kind of paved the way for athletes how to handle media. He did his obligation, his five minutes, and he said exactly what he had to say. I'm not here to answer questions. I'm just going to answer it with the same answer. You can ask if you want to, but like, like I just said, I'm here so I won't get fined. Media wanted to test them. I'm here so I won't get fined. I think that's great. I think the I understand media reporters they got they have a job to do too. But if there's a player and you you got to think eventually regardless of the job regardless of job eventually you have to be human in the job as well. You got to regardless of job. You got to if he did not feel like talking, and if he told you, hey, I ain't doing it, there's got to be a middle ground here. I get it. The NBA just wants to suck dry these players that are getting these guaranteed contracts and all that stuff. Now, going looking back into the Brandon Marshall thing, I understand what he's kind of talking about now. But that's another conversation for another day. Why in the hell would you want to go up to a player that doesn't want to talk to you? Because the player never wins in this situation. Let me explain. We all remember DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, he used to be the superstar in Sacramento. 
then went to New Orleans, and now he's just kind of flying around the league everywhere. And I remember there was one incident where he called somebody out, and then the reporter called him out, and they got into a little bit of a scrimmage, you know, a little scrimmage, and it all went hell from here. Same thing with, uh, who? what's that guy up north? Tim Komokami and uh, Kevin Durant when he was with the Golden State Warriors. You know, he called them out and said, I've never told you anything. You've never hung out with me. So why would you write that? And then Tim Kawakami got upset. And again, I get it. Media reporters, sports reporters, they had to do their job. And I understand the players have an obligation to fill. But when the media can just write whatever they want, sports reporters can write whatever they want and twist the words. I understand what Marshawn was saying. I'm just here so I won't get fined. I'm not doing anything wrong. He's just answering the question. I'm just not here so I won't get fined. And I think uh, the NFL and I think every athlete from every professional sport should start answering in that type of manner. Just here so I won't get fined. Figure it out. Talk to another player. Simple as that. They don't want to talk to you. They don't want to talk to you. Why waste your time? Because you're not going to get anything out of it. So... That that's just my take on it, Kyrie. I don't know what you're going through, pal, but I hope you're going. I hope you're okay. And yeah, I'm sorry that you know the media is giving you a hard time. Whatever it is you're going through, but it's just it is what it is. They got a job to do, and you got a job to do too. So keep your head up, homie. You'll be all right. And lastly, I just mentioned it yesterday that Alejandro Villanueva uh, signed a two year contract with the Baltimore Ravens. So he's Getting rid of the black gold and putting on the all-purple jerseys. The two teams that hate each other the most. You know, probably the best rivalry in football since the 2000s. I'm not going to say the best rivalry of all time. But one of the better ones in the league that is still relevant today. Uh, and you would think two days, you know, after getting signed that, hey, it's all good. He's He's just happy to play ball and he's saying how excited he is to play with Lamar Jackson and he was excited of how Baltimore did the draft all fine and dandy and then and then that's where the interesting topic came up um the reporter asked him what is the difference between playing in Baltimore and Pittsburgh you know and pretty much he kind of took a subtle shot at a certain group of his former team. And pretty much. You know he just. Pretty much quote unquote. I mean this was the quote that he put. When you have a balanced offense. When you run the ball. It's obviously better for the online. I've heard that plenty of times. You know the offensive line would prefer to run than pass. But because it is a passing league now. It's just one of those things. So to continue on with the quote. I'm assuming it's not as fun for the wide receivers because they're not getting all the catches. They're making their TikToks and they're having fun on their social media. Okay. I get it where Alejandro's coming from. I get it where Villanueva's coming from. Um, Juju dancing after losing in the 50-yard line, just kind of doing the disrespect thing and then... There'll be games he only has two catches for like seven yards, eight yards, and then he does a dance TikTok on the locker room. 
I understand what Andrew Villanova is talking about. Now, was that a, sh- a subtle shot to Juju, to the rest of the wide receiver core, or just to the team in general? Maybe. Maybe. But I understand where he's coming from. I really do. It must be hard to kind of play for in that environment, knowing that you're trying to win football games and then you have your number one wide receiver, and I say number one graciously, uh, doing TikToks pregame and then only having three catches for 15 yards and then doing TikToks while Mike Tomlin is trying to give a speech. Next Wednesday, the schedule comes out. And I'm pretty sure the Steelers and Baltimore Ravens cannot wait to find out when those two games are going to be played. And they're going to circle them. They're going to circle them. Alejandro Villanova has to be careful in this situation, though. He is coming from Pittsburgh. So really, he kind of had a little part of it, too. I would think as a leader of that offensive line... I would have thought, hey, maybe we got to cut the crap and really focus on football because that the last game of the Pittsburgh Steelers that I remember was them getting manhandled by the Cleveland Browns. And there's Juju still doing TikTok videos. And I get it. It's your life. You live it how you want it. But it just kind of seems weird that you're kind of doing these dances and everything after you got your... Well, I mean, let, let, let's place it. You got you got your ass handed to on a silver platter and the silver platter bent by the Cleveland Browns, a division rival. So really, what does that really tell you? I think Alejandro Villanueva was just showing a little bit of frustration to his former team, and it sounds like he's happy to be a Raven. Uh, those two matchups are going to be physical. I cannot wait. It's going to be good matchups. And lastly, sticking to the NFL. Uh, kind of a weird situation here. So the Broncos offensive lineman, Jawan James, uh, suffered an injury. Well, he suffered a season injury. Uh, it was a torn Achilles. And the workout happened off-site. Now, I know what you're thinking. What's the big deal? It happens. It sucks that it happens. But it is what it is. Well, the problem is the NFL today sent memos to all 32 organizations saying NFL teams are not obligated to provide salary continuation if a player gets hurt working out, quote-unquote, on his own. So because this injury happened outside of the Denver Broncos facility, the Denver Broncos can say, hey, we don't have to pay you this $10 million that you're guaranteed. We can actually keep that, add that to our cap, and you're, we put you on injured reserve, and that's it. Now... I get it. You can blame the NFLPA. You can blame Roger Goodell, the NFL. But it is a very tricky line, and let me explain. It's a tricky line for the NFL because Jawan James was doing nothing wrong. He was just doing his job, trying to get better as a football player. Working out, keeping in shape because he knew OTAs and all that stuff, mini camp, training camp was coming up. And he just wanted to get in shape and get ready to go. Now, when you tore an Achilles heel, that's kind of it. Your your season's kind of done. 
you know, there's no coming back from that. I mean, maybe, but I, I mean, I doubt it. Not not this football season. The only thing that's kind of crappy about it, though, is a lot of stars kind of weighed in, trying to put the pressure on the Denver Broncos to pay the man. Now, I get it. It is in the contract that these players, you know, that the team can say, well, because you got injured somewhere else, I don't got to pay you. And knowing the NFL, they penny pinch the shit out of everything. They do. They really do. And I would not be surprised if they penny pinch this situation. And now I get it. Well, Juan, how are you going to... How are you going to feel bad for him? He uh, he opted out last year. I under- understood. And for personal reasons. COVID happens. He had that option. They paid him. This year. He was willing to go. He was willing to play. Accidents happen all the time. Should the Denver Broncos say. We're going to just keep. We're just going to avoid your 10 million. That should be the final straw. For the NFLPA to just be like, we got to do better for the next players, next CBA. We really do. Because that is ridiculous. That is totally ridiculous. That a man who was trying to help out your team and you're the team that's going to say, hey, thanks for trying to get better, but we're going to hold on to this money. That's going to be an interesting story to follow as well because... Should the Broncos do it? <laughs> Everything that Brandon Marshall said in that uh, YouTube video, I Am Athlete, will start to unravel little by little. And if you haven't seen it, go check it out. When Brandon Marshall starts telling Ocho Cinco the difference between the NBA and the NFL. It is just amazing to me what Brandon Marshall said. All the points he made were very factual and very interesting points. And this is going to be the first test of the NFL. I have a player, well, especially for the Denver Broncos, I have a player who tried to get better for me. Unfortunately, accidents happen. Do I want to be that asshole that does not give him his $10 million? Guaranteed money. All because he decided to get better on his own. That's going to be very shitty of you, Denver. It's going to be very sticky situation over there. So, and what kind of message would you send that to free agents? Like, why would I want to pay for you if you could just if you're going to just take it away? So, I rather just move on with my choices. So, good luck, Denver. You got a tough choice. Well, it's not a tough choice. It's just you got to make the right one. And I think we all know what the right one is. So it should be interesting. But other than that, that's going to do it for today's episode, folks. Thank you all for supporting the show, liking, listening. I, you know, see the results every day. It is amazing to me how much you guys really give me a part of your day so we can all hear this show together. And like I always say, please share with your friends, share with your family, share with your groups You know, we're trying to get bigger and we're almost there. We're almost there. We're just missing a couple more pieces to kind of be where we want to be. 
I'm already got some cool contest ideas ready to go for next football season. So I'll keep you guys posted when the time is right. And before you know it, uh, we probably this ep- uh, next Wednesday, we are probably going to do a live episode for the podcast. And uh, we're probably going to have a live episode for the NFL schedule show on YouTube. So please uh, check it out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I cannot wait. Uh, you know, the draft just ended, but the NFL schedule comes out next week. I cannot wait. Let me know who you. Let me know what you guys think. Who you guys are really looking forward to your teams playing this year. And other than that, we will see you guys tomorrow. It is Thursday. We are close to that weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Hang in there. It's almost over. And before you know it, it's just going to be one of those days where, man, it's Friday. And it's going to be awesome. And we get to enjoy the weekend. Just two more days, guys. Hang in there. Hang in there. Have a wonderful night. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. And remember, please do not get behind the wheel drunk. Just get a Lyft, get an Uber. You're the only people that are going to feel the sadness of whatever happens to you behind the wheel drunk is your family. Don't do it. Be smart. Be financially smart. Have a peace of mind. Enjoy yourselves. I'm not saying, you know, don't enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself, but be smart about it. Have a wonderful night, and I will see you guys tomorrow.